Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. It's time to manifest our life. It's time to manifest your dream business. It's time to manifest everything. And, uh, well, if we're going to make that happen, we've got to be doing the right thing. So we've got to be following the right steps. And we've also got to be not doing certain things that actually cost us and get in the way and stop us from attracting the life that we want manifesting has become very popular and back in the day it was was just like what is this crazy um black magic but since the secret you may have heard of it that's where the world became um aware of this magical power and i think from there as you know personal development gets more and more popular in the world and more and more well-known and starts entering just the everyday household, um, this manifesting thing has become so popular, and especially the word manifesting, and we all have an idea what it's about, attracting a life, but it's like, well, still, even with all the talk about it, even with all the people that help with manifestation and the TV shows and the YouTube videos and the podcasts, even with all of it, we still struggle to really manifest and attract our dream life, our dream business and what we want. Why is that happening? Why? Well, guess what? It's because we're making these typical common mistakes when it comes to manifesting. There's rules to follow. Just like there's rules to a game of chess, there's rules to manifest tongue. And if you're not following the rules, then you ain't going to win the game. I have got, uh, today I've got manifesting expert on, Nicole Rose, and we have a really cool conversation, Uh, a conversation that goes left, it goes right, it goes up, it goes down, it goes to the side, it goes everywhere, but ultimately what we cover is just a range of things around the whole topic of manifestation. So if you've got an interest in getting everything that you want in your life, everything that you dream of, then um, cancel Uncle Jamie's dinner tonight because you're listening to this episode. Grab a pen, um, clean out your ears, get rid of the earwax because it's time to learn the mistakes that's getting in the way of attracting your dream life. Once we have awareness of this, then guess what? It's time for you to start getting the things that you want, the results, the wins, the dollars, the clients, the love, the health, whatever it is that you want. Here we go. Enjoy. All right, here we go. You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, the number one podcast specifically made for coaches. Get ready for out-of-the-box conversations from the world's leading coaches and experts. We're going to be talking all things business, health, happiness, and just being the most amazing human being that you can. Why? Well, I ask, why not? You see, we're only here once. We've got one life, so let's make this thing count. I believe that we can have it all. All the money, all the love, all the joy, all the success, all the excitement. I'm here for all of it. And if you are too, then come along with me. Let's do this. Thanks for coming on my podcast, Nicole. Um, Hey, hey, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I got you from, um, did you speak at BBD? I didn't, but we connected. I think you were speaking, weren't you? I was trying to go over how we met. You yeah. were talking maybe about using social media for business, and I followed you yep. because I thought what you were saying was very smart. Um, yeah, right. And then okay. it, I think we just ended up DMing. I noticed you or you noticed me, or maybe I sent and said, sometimes I DM people, and I'm like, oh, that was really great advice. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I think it might have been that. So you, you were at BBD live. Yeah. On the gotcha. virtual yeah, one. That, but yeah. That's what it was from. Yeah, because I, I, um, I think you must have. Maybe you messaged me because what I did is from BBD live, I kind of took down um, – just a few people, a few of the speakers. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to get them on the podcast. And I think maybe, yeah, you must have messaged me. And then I kind of checked you out. And I'm like, hey, I want to get in the car on my podcast. So here we are. I'm <laughs> Finally honored. Here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> That's all right. So are you a BBD member? Like, what's the go? Are you with them now? Are you with them in the past? Um, so first of all, I'm a coach. And I just believe in always being coached. You probably do yeah. too, right? It's like there's always mm. more to learn as we're growing and scaling. And I'm just becoming a more efficient businesswoman. This is a different type of business than I previously had. Um, Even though I've been doing it for basically my whole life, I just wasn't selling it before. But um, anyway, so still, I guess BBD is over and I joined that next level program. Did you ever do that or no? Yeah, I did next level a few years ago. Okay. So I'm in that Mm. now and I don't know, the support is like, we can have a sidebar about what you think about it. It's good. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if it's exactly, I like to go fast, right? Yeah. It, oh, it's, it's definitely, I mean, that's the thing with, there's no one program out there that's suited to everyone. Yep. Um, some people will go through next level and go, oh, it's unbelievably amazing. It's exactly what I need. And then others will say what you're saying. And it's like, hey, there's parts of it's great, but there's also parts of it that's not exactly suiting where I'm going. Right. Um, yeah. So I totally get that. Um so what was the, you said that you had a business before you kind of went on the online scene and become a coach. Like what was your business previously? Yeah, I had a DJ business and entertainment. Get and out of town. <laughs> you're like, Get you couldn't figure town. out how to work the mic. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Guess what? I used to be a DJ. Oh my God. Okay. Well, Wait, we were both. These are pine. I think these are, yeah, these are, these are techniques. Yeah, those Headphones. look official. Yeah, these are my old headphone, uh, a DJ headphones. <laughs> I'm still ran- I'm still running with them. <laughs> well, you know what? They last for a long time, right? I remember yeah, my yeah. first Paradise. I was like, wow, that was like five years I got out of those guys. Um, mm. I DJed for almost 10 years. So I oh, had a nice. high six-figure business a year at the end of that. And the pandemic mm. hit and like the world yep. just stopped. And I was honestly, truly super burned out. And yep. had been like on the road and traveling and I was the music director for a couple of different brands as well. So I was okay. just, um, I had a welcomed break, but the work that yep. I do now, I was kind of like always doing, I was building tools to help me manifest what I wanted in that career. I just now yeah. teach what I was building for myself. Um, so it's yeah, kind right. of all connected. So were you doing like the manifesting stuff back you know, when you're in your DJing days and stuff like that, when did you first get into manifesting? Because that's probably like one of the topics that I really wanted to chat to you about. I mean, it's a huge yeah. thing, manifesting, and it's, it's become so popular. And I remember when I first really, I think this, I think, uh, you know, when The Secret came out, that's yeah. like roughly when I started getting into manifestation, yeah? Um, the principles have been around for our lifetimes, but it, right. it, it, I guess that was like where it became commercialized when it's like, Hey, this thing, not, it's not just for the crazy people, spiritual, magical people. This is accessible to the everyday person. Right. Um, and I think that's what the secret done for the world. But even back when, I don't know if you had the same experience, but even when the secret came out, you were still considered a weirdo if you were doing that shit. But sure. these days, manifestation, it's like, 
you know, your neighbour's manifesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone's manifesting. Your mom is manifesting. Your mom's like, hey, have you heard about this manifestation thing? Should we get in on that? (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a great question. So it's funny. My journey with manifestation started before The Secret and before it was actually even a term that was known, right? Like it Mm. probably existed in some dictionary somewhere, but people weren't talking about it even on a, just a woo-woo and spiritual community level. Or maybe I also Mm -hmm. just wasn't in those communities because I was young. So point being, when I was, I was born to two brain doctors. So from a young age, we have always talked about manifesting, but from the perspective of just that we need to take responsibility for what we're creating in our life. So that's what the dinner conversation sounds like yeah. when you are born yeah. to two yeah. brain doctors. Um, yeah. My mother... When you, what? Sorry, when you say a brain doctor, I just want to make sure that that's like a like you're talking about a doctor that operates on the brain as opposed to like that's some term that you've kind of made up or something yeah yeah so so my mom is a neurologist and so neurology she's not operating but neurology is how the brain's hardwired the physical structures Mm. of it and how they interact Mm -hmm. together to create the human experience and my father is this was he r.i.p um a psychiatrist and psychiatry Mm. is all about studying how thoughts that we have create a feeling in our body that chemical reaction that occurs when you think a thought. So yeah. what is manifestation? It's literally how thoughts make you feel and how your vibration attracts what you want back to you in the physical world. So it's just, I like to say I'm in the family business, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but the secret was definitely impactful because I, I remember that just being a gateway for a lot of new people and conversations that came online with friends and I didn't feel so weird anymore, although I still feel weird sometimes. So uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's probably just a part of my journey. Yeah, no. So it's basically been the conversation's been your whole life. Um, and how have, yeah, how have you really seen it changed over your life in regards to the world jumping on manifesting or attracting or whatever? I mean, do you like to call it a certain thing? Like, do you like to approach it a certain way? Because I know some people are like, yeah, I'm just going to call it manifesting. Other people are like, I don't really like to call it that. Like to call it something else. Um, yeah, do you have like a certain term that you like to call it? Well, uh, you know, my entire business is under the body, you know, mm. of manifestation, right? But what what we're really just talking about is creating the life that you want to live. So some people could say I'm in the personal development space or the empowerment space. And a lot of it, I did study psychology in school, even though it was also just a normal conversation my entire life. Um, and it's also coaching, right? It falls under a lot of different categories, but at the end of the day, it's just learning what works for you to bring the things that you want into your life. And so I teach tools and strategies. And if you're going to a coach for anything, right, you're trying to expand and grow and reach your goals. And so hopefully they're teaching you tools to do that, right? So it's like, Mm. it's even like achieving goals, right? That's manifestation. Like it's not just sitting in your bed and meditating and praying and saying, baby Jesus, bring me this new car, right? It's not that. It's not, if I just sat there every <laughs> day and Jesus. I had, 
baby Jesus. That's like <laughs> it's a joke I like to make with my friends, but it's like whoever you're praying to or talking to, but it's like I'm not just sitting in my bed, like, you know, the example of Jim Carrey, right? Writing that check to himself for a million dollars for acting services rendered or whatever he wrote. It's like yeah, but he was also going out on auditions and he was learning new skills. And I don't know if he had a coach. I think he was like living in the back of his car. So it was probably pretty like homeless. Maybe, but maybe he did. Maybe he was trading services with somebody, right? He was doing something to do. To, he was taking action to create that result, right? And so I try to help people with thoughts and habits because it's both yeah. things that are going to get you there. You can't just sit in your bed all day and write fake checks to yourself and you can't cash that fake money in your bank account, right? <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Hell yeah. All right, well, um, you know, definitely people listening to this, they're going to be interested. I mean, we all want to attract the things that we want in our life and they're going to be like, all right, well, cool, Nicole. I'll give us some steps on what we got to do. What would we just say first before we kind of get into the, like some steps on someone that can, what they can take? What are like some typical mistakes people make? When it comes to like, yeah, I've got an idea what I want in my life. Here's my dream and I want it. And I've, I guess, you know, I've been told that I've got to think about it and I've got to hold it in my mind and all that type of thing. Yeah. What are like the common mistakes that people are making that are stopping so there, them from getting what they want and attracting their life? There's three that are coming to me. So I'll share those, but I could probably talk about this for two hours or 10 hours or <laughs> however long you have um, until yeah. you need to go do something else. Um, yeah. So, but what I want to say, what I'm reading that is relevant for right now, and maybe this is helpful for whoever's happening to listen, um, is, so, a couple of things. So, taking responsibility for the results that you're getting. Um, If you're living from a space of a victim mindset, then that's a disempowering thought pattern, and that's going to affect the Mm. actions that you take. And then, therefore, you're not going to create or attract, whatever you want to call it, the result, the goal, the dream that you want to manifest if you don't show up and take responsibility. And that is a problem that 90% of people that show up on my doorstep, they're still coming to the awareness of how it's all connected. Right. Okay. So that and we can go back to anything you want, but I'm just going to give you the three main ones because they're, I'm kind of flowing. So I, I channel, yeah. right. And I want to, I want to give you what Let's I go. think is relevant for you or the listeners, probably your listeners. Um, yeah. and so you'll have to tell yeah, me, we... I want to know at the end of this, which is most relevant yeah, for right. you. Um, yeah. so the second one is that you are, um, Shoot, I just forgot what I was going to say second, but what's coming to me now is that you're focused on the wrong thing. So a lot of times it's that people think that they are thinking about what they want, but they're calling their mom, calling their friends, writing in, I don't know, their journal. I don't know if it's all dudes that listening. Maybe they're calling their dad or their brothers or their their bros or whatever, and they are Mm -hmm. complaining about not having that thing. They are resentful Mm -hmm. that they haven't attracted that promotion, that bonus, that soulmate partnership, right? The the typical things that people want to manifest are like love, health, money, right? Um, That's typically it. Um, No, there's Mm -hmm. sure there's other things, but that's what a lot of people show up to speak to me about. So it's really like increasing your level of awareness and just understanding that your thoughts, are flowing your energy in the direction of what you want or what you don't want or something else. And so mm. you need to get into alignment. You need to send a unified signal to the universe or you once again will not attract what it is that you're looking for. 
Um, and number three is that I think a lot of people, they, they bite off more than they can chew. Like we all have a tendency, I imagine the people that are listening to you, right? You are a business coach of sorts and you have a lot of very helpful content to help people grow and scale and create more revenue in their business, right? So Mm. we're, we, people like that and entrepreneurs tend to be focused on this big vision and then sometimes staying in the, staying in the big vision, um, can just be a bit overwhelming when really what you need is just to make a little plan step by step to get there and not feel discouraged, right? Mm. To notice that you are making progress and not feel discouraged along the journey if you haven't reached the goal yet. So this comes up, I teach a mastermind um, of women who've been through my, my flagship program, the manifest mindset. And this comes up all the time that I make these doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, high level, six, seven figure women sit there and I hold their hand while they look at their goals. And I'm like, double the timeline. I had an investor say this to me in one of my first companies. He's like, it takes twice the money and twice the time to do what yeah. you want to do with the company. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it's it, that happened. He said, this is a famous guy, but I won't, I won't say his name, but a musician who, when I had a headphone line, was, was uh, investing in the company. And that just stuck with me. This was like seven or eight years ago. I'll never forget that because it's the best advice. Um, so yeah. we, get, we get too laser focused or locked into the vision. And then the other downfall of that, which is the one that I sort of forgot, but I'm coming back to it, right? Because the universe yeah. is always guiding us, is that to not, to pivot, right? To see where the new opportunities are, to not be so married and attached, right? It's this concept of detachment that's so hard to grasp until you really practice it and have tools for it. But it's like, mm-hmm. don't stay so locked into that vision that you are missing all the opportunities to also get to your goal. It just might look different, than what you had originally thought or projected or written in your business plan, right? So it's really like about cultivating more awareness and being open. And just lastly, I don't know, I guess it's like five because detachment is super important. But lastly, it's like, this is all happening for you. Like, I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't care what shitstorm you're in. This is for your benefit, okay? I lost my Mm. father young. He was my best friend. He was my role model and supporter. And I fell into a spiral for two years. And guess what? I had to learn how to be my own coach. And I was never going to do that with a psychiatrist on speed dial. So it worked out for my benefit. I had black mold poisoning. I was literally, my body was in toxic shock for a year and a half before doctors could figure out what was wrong with me. It wasn't even doctors. It was holistic people after I had exhausted every avenue. And it was now, it's so wild. I can see how so much of that journey is so helpful to the people that I work with. And it's like my brain has literally been reprogrammed back together because I've been staying in my own work this whole time while healing. And it's like better than ever. And who knew that you could undergo neurotoxin poisoning and wake up one day after healing and be better than ever. But you can mm. be, right? And having that attitude makes it so. Hey, I just want to quickly jump in here to tell you about this awesome new training that I've put together. It's called the three steps to get to 10K a month as a coach. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making under 10K each month and you want to know how you can get there for yourself, how you can be doing 10K months, month after month, and you probably want to check out this really awesome training. I've kept it short, only goes for 14 minutes. You don't even need to opt in, so save your email for another spammer. To watch it, head to www.lukepage.com.au forward slash 
10K. I'm going to pop that link in the show notes. But anyway, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, so many things come up. You know, the all it's all happening to you. I, I, I look at and I think about my, um, uh, I'm thir- I've just turned 37, Nicole. Um, and I would say in my, I had, a, I had a rough period in my teenage years. Really dark, resistant period. After that, once I kind of hit 18, had a little bit more independence, was able to move out of home, that's where my life became way more fun. And it's almost like I had a really good run. Not like my life was perfect, but you know how you generally, we always have, we always have like, you know, good things happening to us, shitty things happening to us. But then you, if you had to say, okay, what period are you in? What season are you in? Yeah, I'm in, a, I'm, in a, I'm in a decent summer season at the moment, or I'm in a, I'm in a pretty dark, heavy winter season. You're always going to have short-term mm-hmm. good things, shitty things. But overall, what would you describe? Where are you at? How's things running? How's life going? Yeah, things are going pretty good. Now nah, things, I'm in a heavy, resistant period. So Mm -hmm. I would say that, you know, in my teenage years, I was in a really resistant, heavy period for, um, you know, a good almost decade. But then after that, it was like a really fun, smooth sailing, everything I wanted, I got type thing. Yeah. And that was for another 10 years. And then I would say the last three years or so. I've been back into a heavy period where, hey, great things have happened, but shit, nothing's happened easy. And it's been a motherfucker. Yeah, everything from obviously uh, COVID hitting, which everyone experienced that, right? right. But, um, you know, some things, us living where we lived, we lived in like the harshest lockdowns. Um, I didn't get vaccinated personally, so I copped a lot of shit for that. Same. Um, yeah, so you know what it was like. Yeah, the world was yeah. against you, and that was full on. Uh, my wife was uh, pregnant. We had had a miscarriage. So we were, we, were, we were like, we ain't putting, we weren't even, she wasn't even eating bloody cheese, let alone putting some vaccine in her. So we were like dealing with all that crap. Uh, my dad passed away. My uh, Courtney's nan, my wife's nan passed away, who she was really close with. And we've had this continual thing. My business like went from growing up to a really slow period and there's just been constant resistance over these last few years. And it has sucked going through it. My wife and I's relationship has been so rocky the last year. Um, we had, a, we had a, a major gift that our son was born. Yeah. So, we've got, yeah. like I said, great things. But then our, our relationship has been so rocky since our son comes along. Um, so, I was, just, I was saying to someone the other day about this and I'm like, the last few years has just been a heavy period for me where there's been so much resistance, but it's all happening for me. Hey, we kind of like, sometimes we've heard of this, but even when we're going through it, it sucks, mm-hmm. but it's so true. I just wanted to back up what you said, Nicole, because man, like... I am like one strong motherfucker from all the shit that I've gone through in the last three years. Bloody hell. Amen. Yes, you are. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm just like, it sucks as hell. But I can just see now because I'm coming out the other end. Yeah. And I know that the next few period of years is going to be the opposite of what I've had. And it's like, it's kind of like the success thing where people see Oh, their success on it happened overnight. Well, it didn't for 99.9% of people. They went through shit to get there. You're only mm-hmm. seeing the outside of things, yeah? So 
that's what's going to happen is I guess they're on the outside. It's going to seem like, oh, my gosh, everything's happening for me. But fucking hell, man, I've eaten so much crap over the last few years to make that happen. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the- I've, like I've wanted to just give up and throw the towel in so many times with everything. And my wife and I's relationship. Yeah. The business. Um, just like, you know, being one of those coaches or peak performers in life. And I just want to, you know, what, go get a job, Luke, and just kind of give up and just be, have a mediocre yeah. life. I don't know if you've ever felt that before. <laughs> oh, well, of course. Of course. When I was sick, I was like, oh, my God. And why am I an entrepreneur right now? Like, I have to, like, mm. be the vision and the planning. I have to wear, like, 800 hats. And, like, all I want to do is, like, lay in bed and eat a bag of cookies. Like, I just don't feel well. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I can't, yeah, how yeah. am I going to, like, worry about making ends meet plus paying everybody? Like, I'm sick. You know? So, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, I've, I've had that exact thought. I know that that mm. feeling. It's, like, it's almost, you know it's not you. If you're thinking, if you've been like this for years and then you're thinking, wouldn't it be easier to go take a job? Because we've been there and we know that's not easier, right? But our ego always tells us the grass is greener on the other side. Mm. How long were you sick for? So it's wild. So it was like, it took a year and a half before I was able to like start combing through to some answers and to realize that, that it was mold and not only black mold, it was stretchy botrys. So that's black mold. It's the worst type of mold. It's a neurotoxin. Um, and, and there's not a ton of information about healing from that. And so then it took me a while to find the appropriate functional medicine specialist who had training in mold and the training that you get for mold is that you've already, you've healed yourself, right? So now you've had functional training and nutrition training, but you actually were sick from mold and now you can tell people what works and what doesn't because there's a lot of literature out there on the internet that nobody studies it. Sorry. Is this like this mold in your house you're talking about? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it started in the house. Yeah, yeah. So and you, it was the whole journey was almost house? five years. No, no, no. Shit. No, no. Yeah, right. It was in New York, and now I'm in Miami. Omg, how the hell do you get? Because like one thing that's like I'm, I'm, I, I, I always said it, man. If I ever had a bad like a serious health condition, I would suck. Like I'm terrible being sick. How did you get through it when you just felt crap all the time? Like yeah, what was the driver? Um, what was the thing going? Okay, push through this, Nicole. And obviously, you had your really down days and periods. But like, what what made you like this push to keep on finding a solution, which would have been so hard, especially when you weren't getting direct answers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had my mother who was very helpful. So it's yeah. not like I did it all alone, right? But it's it's a widely uh, it's a, not a well known illness, it creates a lot of symptoms. And so it can be very confusing because you have a lot of different symptoms. Um, and most people don't really understand how severe it can be. However, um, for me, I think it was about the minute that I knew what it was, right? The scariest part was being so sick, like bedridden, you're having memory issues, um, your brain, you're having brain fog every day. You can't think clearly. So it's hard to plan. Like you're losing like motor yeah. facilities in your brain. Literally, mm. um, you're, you're having stomach aches, you're bloated constantly. So I, there were points where I literally didn't fit into my pants and you, you can see that I'm like, yeah, you know, right. pretty petite. Um, mm. so it was, I think just finally getting over that hump of like, no one can help me. No one can help me. Everyone thinks I'm crazy to here's a person that believes that something is wrong with me and here's yep. a path. And like just even finding what the problem was. Cause when you know what the problem is, you can solve it. 
Right. Yeah. So the scariest part was living in that year and a half of darkness where like every test I was doing was coming back. Like I was a healthy person, but like I was really having a hard time. I was DJing still at the time. I was really having a hard time getting up to go to work and like I yeah. could sleep in the mornings because I wasn't doing events at 10 a.m., but it was yeah. still really hard for me um, to do that. So the hope, like I just, I have always had this natural inclination. I mean, and also I'm not going to say this is all me. It's part of my genetics. It's also part of my environment. I was born to do brain doctors. And so I have been trained from a young age to focus on the positive. So what do I mean by that? Not focus, not constantly, although I did have throw myself a few pity parties. Trust me, I'm mm. human and I'm just like everybody else. But I, I yeah. do, I did make an effort to focus on the things that were positive, I, you know, would, you know, I had friends, I had clients, like I didn't have to overexert myself because I had a lot of savings. So I was really fortunate because someone even at next level recently told Mm -hmm. me that she had molds in her office space and she was running like a brick and mortar business there. And she had to file bankruptcy. I mean, like it could have been worse. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I'm very aware of that. Um, and Looking back on it, it was really, it started shifting me. Like I was already doing a lot of the things like I had built part of the mindset tuner, which is the subconscious reprogramming tool that I now teach back when Mm. I first started DJing, but I got really into like reprogramming myself for health at that point. So I, the vast amount of knowledge that I now know about health is so useful, even though I'm not pretending or telling anybody that I'm a health coach. But the fact of the matter is that our body and our mind are so linked. And if you're not feeling well in your physical body, it's impossible to think good thoughts all day, which means that manifesting what you want is going to be incredibly challenging. Um, Mm. And so it's all interconnected. And I mean, it's just, it was all a part of my spiritual awakening, right? But it's easy to, like now hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So I have a lot of clarity looking yep. back on how this has actually been for me and benefited yep. me. Um, mm. And it's just finding that next thread of hope, right? So that mm. next, yep. whether it's a health coach or a business coach or whatever, you know, wherever, whoever's listening and they're in that like darkest moment, like, get support like you like we're humans and we're all here together this is a course in miracles thing we're all here together to polarize the universe positively to bring everything into 40 and we are supposed to do that together separation is a myth like you're not alone if you're sick or if you're broke or whatever you're going through and that is a story from your ego that it's telling you to stay stuck and it's uncomfortable to go and ask for help but the sooner you ask for help the sooner things are going to get better yeah, yeah. What I heard in that in regards to your story of getting through the sickness is almost like you, your, ultimately your belief never ended that there was a way out. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that that ultimately got you through it. And it's how yeah. important is fucking belief. OMG. Exactly. OMG. Thank you for putting that so eloquently. That is exact. And right. I say that in manifestation that the two factors that matter most are what you want, your desire and what you believe about it. Right. How believable the scale of believability. Is it a 10? Is it a five? Is it a six? At the end of that year and a half, my believability that we were going to find answers was getting to be pretty low. But like at the last moment, you know, like I wasn't necessarily like suicidal or anything, but like, I I don't know if it could, it could have gone that way if there I don't know if I had another like year in me or two years in me of being that 
miserable mm-hmm. and depressed mm-hmm. and scared and like everyone yeah. thinking I'm crazy because the test results are saying I'm fine, but we all know mm. when we're not fine, you know? Yep. Yep. So did the spiritual awakening for you, did that happen after like you finally beat this thing? Like when did that occur? I've been on the journey for my entire life. Like literally since yeah. I manifested on earth, I was like, I know that I'm like fully living my Dharma, my purpose right now. <laughs> like it's mm. just more than I love DJing. I'm sure you do too. Right. Like raising the yep. energy in the room is a whole vibe, but, yeah, yeah. um, this is like what my unique gifts are meant for. Um, mm-hmm. and so, and it's what I love. And you know, when you are doing the right thing, when it's like what you do in your free time, it's like all the books that you read and all the conversations that you have yeah. at a party. Like I'm that weird person yeah. in the corner coaching people for free. You know what I mean? If you need <laughs> yeah. a party now, you know? Um, mm. Mm. so I was, I was becoming this person my entire life. Even when I was DJing the, what I would say is like, even though I've been on an evolution for a long time, like I was in 10 year court mandated therapy as a 12 year old. Cause my parents divorce was so chaotic that the court, mm. the judge mandated me to have a mm. guardian and light on like my own lawyer and a therapist because she was like, these people are wild. Right. Yeah, right. So that, yeah, yeah. I mean, how many tools do you learn when you're 12 and you're put in therapy for a decade, a hell of a lot more than mm. you would if you didn't. Right. And then at 27, my father passed away. Um, my father mm. had cancer three different times in my life. So 11 was the first diagnosis happened again in college. And then 26, he got a third diagnosis and like, it was his choice. Once again, belief, he mm. was just like, nah, not going to do this again. Like, third times it for him like he was just like peace out it's been real and that's you Mm. know i can't i've come to terms with that of of course at first i was very resentful of that um Mm -hmm. because we were so close but that was that was really like a highlight reel and like i cannot keep living as the person that i used to be like the beliefs that i have are not helping me i'm fucking miserable i don't know if we curse on this podcast but i was like i'm not okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so at that point, I remember, like, I hired a therapist because I was familiar with the benefits of it from childhood to support me when he got his third diagnosis. And I remember, like, we had a three-way conference call with my mom and my therapist because she's, a you know, a doctor, right? And it was yeah. like I was so situationally depressed, which I've always had, like, I've been fortunate to enjoy incredible brain chemistry for all of my life, but this just, like, this was also before the mold, but this rocked me. And we like discussed like antidepressants or meditation. Like those were the options. Like I either Mm. had to go way in on my meditation practice, which I was dabbling in, right? I was a dabbler at that point, a couple times a week and a few minutes here and there and like using headspace and whatever. I was dabbling. I would go to yoga. So I would sit in Shavasana and like do the one minute or two minute meditation (laughs) at the end where the yoga instructor is like, now visualize your dreams, right? It's like, no, like it was like, they were like, you've got two options. And Mm. I just don't, I mean, I think twice about taking an Advil when it's that time of the month. So I was like, all right, let me try meditation. If you think about it, the root of the word medicine and meditation is the same med, right? So I was like, I'm starting with this. I can always go there later. And I, I am glad to report that I didn't, I didn't need medication, but you know, for the people who do, I fully support that there are people who you who need to balance their their brain chemistry in that way, but I just knew that mm. that it would change me and that I had never needed it, and that 
the situational depression depression from a loss will pass. <laughs> it's yeah. You never don't want them to be here, but you do come to terms. Yeah. You you build a new relationship. It's not dead. It's a yeah. transition. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, what I'm I'm kind of like out through your story. I'm kind of thinking about you know things that have happened with myself, and it's just the it just seems to be the same for everyone in regards to the uh the, the tough times in our life where it seems like we're getting taken off path are actually putting us on path but saying that yep. bringing it back to your first point you give us you gave us those five points when i asked <laughs> okay what are the common mistakes here that people are making when it comes to manifestation which i want to ask you in a moment okay what's like, like what are some steps when i manifest some shit what are some steps so i want to get to that but you did say number one take responsibility and I think that everyone is going to have tough times. And when we have those tough times, we're going to feel like we're getting taken off the path of where we want to go. When yep. in fact, it's happening for us. Brings us back to your fifth point. But going back to your first point, take responsibility. This is where I think it separates the two people, whether they actually find and end up where they should be. Yeah, you could say the spiritual mm-hmm. awakening, their purpose. Right. Or they go off and kind of waste themselves, waste their potential. And I think it's number one, taking responsibility, whether it's going, fuck the world, it's your fault, the government's fault, the neighbor's right. fault, my partner's fault, screw you, those people. Right. And if you do that, we know where you're heading. You're going to be bang, you're going to waste your life. You're not going to realize your purpose compared to, this sucks. This is hard. This is tough. This is heavy. But shit, I am in control of my life. Yeah. I'm in control of my life. Yeah. <clears throat> and look, I think also there's levels of that awareness too, right? Mm. It's like I understood that concept. I heard my first coach 10 years ago. And so that was something a coach said to me a long time ago, like take responsibility for the outcomes that you're getting. And it's like, it's easy to say something like that to someone else. It's much harder to be the person in the middle of the shitstorm and actually understand what that means. Like, what are the thoughts that you're having? What are the actions that you're taking? Where are you placing the blame outside of yourself? Or where are you too hard on yourself? That's not yeah. what I mean by taking responsibility either. I don't mind. I don't mean, you know, treating yourself like you're a doormat either. It's like, Letting up when something didn't work out, realizing when not to force it, when not to beat yourself down. That's also taking responsibility for yourself, right? So it's like what I see happen is sometimes people, and I did this, go too far into the like personal responsibility camp. And then they are just like so self-critical. And then that's (laughs) not serving them, right? That's a good one. Yeah. I like it. That's a really good one. Um. Okay, I think this so, whole episode, by the way, should be titled that the mistakes of manifestation because that is, I think that's exactly what we're talking about and I think that is what people need to hear. Well, you know what, Nicole, guess who? Guess what I ask every guest at the end when I stop recording? What should the title I, be? And I just manifested it before I the end. I asked them, what would you name the title of this bloody podcast? And you've just given it to me. That's so funny. And also, because it came to me twice to tell you, and I'm so like, I'm just a naturally type A, like take charge, 
Some people would yeah. call me bossy because I'm a woman, right? But I just am that personality. So I try to like mm-hmm. step back and check in with my intuition. Like it already came to me twice though. And so I know that if I'm hearing intuition is repetitive, right? So if I'm hearing, yeah. tell them the title, tell them the title and I'm hearing it again, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to tell you the title. And turns out you were going to ask me. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I love I it. Practice listening. I practice. I love this shit. It's a practice to be in connection, in communication with yeah. source, your higher self, the Holy Spirit, whatever you believe in, right? I, I accept mm. all systems because it's all going back to the same place. Well, um, this is a little bit weird because I was going to bloody ask you this as well. It's too much. <laughs> too many questions coming to you. I was going to ask, where the hell are you going when you're going, hmm, I'm gonna, this is coming to me, which is kind of what you're just talking about there with the intuition. Um, I think it's a really powerful thing whenever I've done it. And like, you know, I go through periods where I'm like really connected and really listening. And I'm, I'm at where I'm at now in my life, I'm, I would say I've got a really great relationship with my intuition. Yeah. Yeah, um, I love I've that. never used to be that way, right? Um, but like, how do we, like, what is intuition? And like, why should we listen to it? Um, why shouldn't we listen to it? If that's if there's an answer there, and then kind of how do we start connecting to it a little bit more? I know I threw a million questions at you there, but just yeah, just go with whatever comes. To I'm it. in a flow, and then you can always feel free to redirect me. Um, So intuition is your sixth sense. It's a gut knowing. A lot of people feel it in their gut. But in human design terms, we're all energetically differently and different and people can receive information, right? If you ever receive like a download, it feels like an intuitive hit. That's intuition. And people can receive intuition in all different ways, in different parts of their body. Um, There are, so the, the point is, is it's intuition is sinking in with your innate psychic abilities, right? That sixth sense that every human is actually born with. So what am I really saying there? I'm saying that every single person, you, Luke, every single listener to this podcast has the ability to interpret, read, feel whatever their unique gift is vibration. Okay. Mm, And then mm -hmm. they put that vibration into words. And that's what, when you hear spiritual leaders channeling, that's exactly what they're doing. They have just gotten to be professionals at it. So they are Mm. able to be this, this channel where information from infinite intelligence is just flowing through them nonstop because they have removed their human filter, their ego self. They have taken these layers out and they are just flowing from source, from spirit and from infinite intelligence. Uh, and so that's exactly what intuition is, is just sinking into this part of you that knows the answers. Like we all have the answers within ourselves. Like my entire, all of the work that I am doing right now is focused around helping people connect to the answers within themselves. Like I, I am a coach that teaches people code tools, how to coach themselves. Right. Because mm. my goal is not to, it's not a therapy model. I don't want you to have another addiction. I don't want you to need me every day. There's enough people <laughs> out there for me to help. In fact, I want to help thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands more than we are right now. But that's also me, you know, learning mm. how to scale, which is why I'm in those, the programs. Right. But yeah. it's like, it's everybody has access to it. And one of the things that helps, there are so many things that help turn up the volume, right, on your intuition. But one of them is your belief that you have it. So if you don't think yeah. you believe intuition, guess what? You absolutely <laughs> will not be hearing it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then another just quick, easy tool is like start being mindful of the voice of your ego, 
right? And the voice of your higher self because they sound different. I literally teach this also in my masterminds um, because this is something that people have identified that they want to know more about. And these are just things that I do in my spare time because I meditate every mm-hmm. single morning. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I connect into source every single morning in meditation. So I've got that direct line open. Some days I'm better at it than other days, right? Um, And that's just part of life and it's okay. I don't shame myself that yesterday I was more intuitive or I received more spiritual downloads or whatever than today. Like it doesn't matter. It all evens out. Like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be on the journey. So it's just like, releasing that right because once again sometimes people get into this place where they're getting a lot of downloads in one of my programs and then all of a sudden something happens and they're disconnected and they're not and then they're freaking out and i'm like oh no no that's not the point of teaching these tools that's not the point Mm -hmm. honey you can get back on track it's all good just relax right because worrying about your disconnection is going to increase your disconnection Mm -hmm. um so There are a lot of different, it's your, it's tapping into your own psychic abilities and there are a lot of different ways in which people can read vibration. And so people can see images. A lot of people, this is what we talk, when we talk about clairvoyance, if somebody is a psychic, right? Because that is the most popular um, kind of person that you think about when you think about someone predicting the future or having this extreme intuitive connection, right? You think of a psychic because that's been around forever. Mm-hmm. You can go call 999 psychic connection and you can get a reading or whatever for yeah. $20. And I don't know, God help you because who knows what they're going to tell you, but maybe they're great. Maybe they're great. So mm. clair, um, clairvoyant means being able to see. Okay. So seeing is one way people receive this gift, the gift of intuition of, of spiritual information of infinite intelligence, right? So that's just, it's just syncing your energy with the energy of everything else because we're all one anyway. So that's how you know you can do it too, right? Because nothing separate. That is a lie, right? The greatest lie Mm -hmm. that was ever sold to humanity. So clairvoyant, um, claircognizant. Okay, so Mm. claircognizant is about a knowing. So you receive intuition and spiritual download. It can actually just feel like, you literally downloaded it from the cloud. Like, it's like you were thinking about something totally yeah, different. Yeah. Like you were cleaning the dishes or in the middle of a conversation with your wife. And all of a sudden you got the best idea for your business. Like right, that right. is Claire cognizant. Um, gotcha. So that is, that's a very, the gifts are all unique and some people have multiples of them and some people are better at one. But when you know mm. what your gift is and you focus on developing your unique Claire, right? Your unique form of intuition and spiritual connection. Then you can open the pathway, the gateway, the doorway to more because you're increasing your belief, right? The theme of this episode is that your belief is what makes it so, right? So, Mm. so claircognizant, clairvoyance. I'm very clairsentient. I'm a combination of all of them, but that's because I have been practicing this work for so many years, for over a decade now. So I am clairsentient. That means that I feel. So when you say something, Luke, and I have had this experience on this episode that I know is true for you, the hairs on my entire body stick up. And I'm like, Mm. oh, that's true. Um, Mm. Or I feel energy flowing through my whole body. And I'm like, Mm. oh, that's true. So for instance, I could be having a thought and I'm going to feel a whole burst of energy flowing and I wasn't feeling that before. So I need to pay attention to that thought, right? I'm sure other people listening are like having this experience and this is going to be a breakthrough for them because it took me so freaking long to figure that out. Like, I don't know. 
like where where this information is like readily accessible unless you're seeing a lot of psychics but um so paying attention to the connection between your thoughts and your feelings because they are all messengers trying to give you like the universe is always trying to tell us the whole picture we are being sent signs constantly and we are just only able to perceive such a small amount of reality in any given moment um so let's talk about claircognizant clairvoyant clairsentient Sentience. Um, so that sentience, you feel it in your body and then it's like, hey, pay attention to the thoughts that you... It's like the sign is through your body and it's like pay attention to what's going through your mind. That's what it is. Right. Is it? You're yeah. ex- you are. Thank you for explaining that, re-explaining that. It, that's very clear. So you're having yeah. a thought. If your body yeah. is sending signals, like we are transmitting devices, like, hate to break it to you, we are big, fancy, incredible computers with bacteria crawling us. Like, that's what it means to be a human. This is also why I'm single, because I am for sure just so weird. I hope a lot of guys listen, you know, get yeah. at me if you're single. Um, and you're in yeah. the U.S., Australia. Might Hit up Nikki. <laughs> Hit up your homegirl. <laughs> you want lessons on intuition? I got you. That's it. You know that they're going to call you anyway. Oh my God. I was just not afraid to be embarrassing. I have gone on dates with people and be like, you know what, honey, you are amazing and you need a coach and I have the perfect thing for you. And I am still working with those people. Um, and you know, I'm just, (laughs) I'm here to serve. Um, but so yes. So when you have a thought noticing if your body's having a reaction and you are vibrating literally, Mm. that is trying to sell you something because vibration is a signal. Thoughts are signals, so we need to just stop ignoring all the signs that are here to guide us. So there is, let's see, those are the big ones. Clairvoyant, meaning you see, claircognizant, meaning you know, clairsentient, meaning you feel, oh, this is the other juicy one. Uh, It's clairaudient, meaning that you hear. So Mm -hmm. this is, and that's why you were asking me, this is what got us down this amazing tangent that I'm having so much fun with. So thank you. (laughs) Um, But you asked me, like I was saying that I heard my intuition. And so I gave you the answer that you wanted. And so I hear, Mm. so Mm. I hear a voice. I hear, or voices (laughs) used to make me think I should be medicated, but we all know about my feelings on that. Um, And so I, I just, I hear. And so for anybody out there who hears, like, I'm sure you at times have wondered, like, if you should go to a psych ward and maybe you haven't told anyone because you don't want to be strapped into a white jacket. But uh, DM me. Love to talk to you about mm. it because I know that feeling and you are not crazy. You are gifted. That is my my message to you. So the only other ones that we know of, there's probably more when yeah. we learn how to use more of the senses because um, they are connected to our human senses, right? Seeing uh, hearing, but there's also smelling and tasting. So clairgustant, yeah. um, and that's tasting. And then the smelling one, I'm forgetting exactly how to say that in the clair term, but, uh, yeah. you catch my drift. And so here's a weird example of that. I have one client who is the smelling Claire where yep. someone will light a candle or cook a meal or she'll walk into their home and it will connect her to memories that lead her to a thought that give her a download about work. I mean, it's like the way her brain works. It's not the way mine works. But that is her one of her unique gifts. Interesting. So interesting. Yeah, when you were saying, because um, I was like, I was, I was like, when you said that uh, you're a few of those, because I, I was thinking that, oh, you just got to be one. But when you said you're a few of those, because I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm a few of these. Like the um, Claire Con- Conscient, is it? Cognizant. 
cognizant, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I've got a bit of that. And then the sentient, fuck yeah, I've got a bit of that. And then the yeah. audience, um, I was thinking because like I've, I've grown up with a musical background and, yeah. you know, especially, and you, you relate to this, um, just sometimes tunes come into your head and you get this riff out of nowhere. And I wonder, you hear it, right? But is that audience or do you think it's cognizant where the idea is getting planted? Do you know what I mean? This is audience. So musician, yeah. musical, first of all, you are absolutely all of them if you feel that way. Because yeah. then you're just, clear cognizant is like you're getting this idea when your brain was totally on some other topic. So it obviously came in from somewhere else. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like your logical, mm-hmm. rational brain was doing this whole intuition and uses a different part of your brain. So it's like you were doing mm-hmm. this whole other thing, like having a conversation with your spouse or in a meeting, right? Like I was yep. literally yep. on your podcast speaking to you and I'm getting this idea to tell you something. So it's like, I wasn't <laughs> thinking that thought. That thought yeah. thought me, yep. that thought yep. found yep. me and it popped up like a thought bubble, you know? Yeah, it's um, weird, and so, mm. Yeah, and musicians um, are very, mostly clear audience yep. as well. So absolutely you can be a few of them and if you... My advice to you and to anybody else who's listening that wants to develop more intuition is start developing the one that you are already good at. Yes. And that will increase your belief and open more doorways to the other clairs. Oh, do you know what I love about all this? The simplicity on what I asked you there is how do we become, you know, more connected with our intuition? And you just basically said just fucking believe that you've got an intuition. Yeah. So... I think that's just the, the easiest way of going it because like even in your conversation there, you've, you've increased my belief on the whole thing. So now that I'm believing more. So my work here I'm is done. Be, Are we over? You're done. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So good. All right. Let's finish on. We've gone over so many awesome things. Let's finish on just a stock like you know a simple little okay someone's listening to like a cool now i want to manifest now most of the people listening to this are growing the business and they want to probably make right. more money right yeah. um, but whatever it is for them what's like some simple steps so they can go boom let's start making more money in the biz or whatever it is that they want some simple steps so they can manifest that and i do want to ask you about one thing that you talked about before which is detachment which is mm-hmm. fucking so important but yeah. it's fucking not easy Um, so I want to get your thoughts on that. So what's some like steps? Okay. Someone's going cool. Loving it. I got the mistakes. Now I want to manifest some money. What are some bloody steps? What I got to do? And I've got my pen in my hand. I'm ready to write these down. So let's go. Let's go back to the basics. Get clear on the vision. You want to manifest money? What do you want? Yep. How much? What do you want it for? What are you going to do with the money? How Mm. are you going to feel? When you wake up one day and you stretch your arms and you pop out of bed with all that money in your bank account, <laughs> how do you feel? Do you feel free? Do you feel confident, proud? And what do you go do? How is your day different than your day right now? Can you go do that different thing every day when you wake up right now and start acting like the person who already has the extra 10 grand a month or the million dollars in their bank account, right? Now you need to use what I'm mm. saying with your filter of responsibility and don't like drive your business to the ground and stop, you know, you know, reading your emails and tending to the business or whatever. 
you know, but yeah. like, can, are there things from this vision of how you're going to feel and operate and who you're going to be, that identity of the you that has already manifested the money you want that you can start doing now? Okay. Mm. And also, how does that person who would be making five, six, seven figure months, right? Or whatever it is that is your goal. How would that per- person operate? What habits do they have? What content do they consume? What do they read? What podcasts do they listen to? Maybe they listen to this one. Maybe they also listen to a little James Wedmore, right? I know I do. He talks about this stuff too, right? It's like, yeah. what content content are they consuming? What habits do they have? What are their routines like? What actions do they take? What do they do in their business that help them get to that higher revenue goal that they're not doing now? Because... I have meditated on this many times and asked myself, what does the future me that's having six figure months do? Yeah. And she shows up differently. And I am doing things every day now to take steps to become her. Because if I live in this busy space that sometimes I live in now where I'm not letting in help and I'm holding on to all the control and you know, the things that I do mm-hmm. that keep me from ascending and making more and freeing up more of my time to do things like this with you, mm-hmm. then I am not going to get to that next level. So yeah. a lot of this is about honesty, right? You need mm-hmm. to be, you need to do a self-assessment, look yeah. at the vision, assess what you're doing now and what you're not doing and what you are willing to start doing. And like, what fears do you have, right? What are these blocks? How can you start to unpack them and remove them? Because business is half tools and half mindset. Am I right? Pretty much, yeah. So those <laughs> those two things. Just, that's what I've learned on my journey. And I've been an entrepreneur for almost 11 years now. And I've made more and I've made less. And I know that it's both things. It's not one or the other. So you can have a perfect strategy, but with poor yep. thought patterns, it will not be executed. Yeah, it won't well, work. Right? Yeah, it will work. All right. So three easy steps. Here we go. Number one, get clear on what you want. Really super clear. Number two, feel the feelings like you've already got what you want. Then number three, Act as if you've actually already got it, which means if you're acting as if you're being the fucking person who already has the success, the money, the clients, the love. Oh, now, love all that. I want to talk about the detachment thing that you brought up because this is so fucking important. And I think this is where I think a lot of people fuck themselves up. So... (laughs) We can do those three things, but then someone's so attached. I've got to have this thing. And I, I love to tell the very quick story of how I met my wife. I was like, when I was like mid-20s, I'd been through my party DJ days, yeah? Had great yeah. times there. But now I'm like, okay, Luke, time to settle the fuck down. And I want to find a partner and kind of do the family thing, right? And I'm like, I really wanted to be in love. And I'd have, you know, I'd always had girls with me yeah i wasn't like into the one night stand thing i preferred to have a partner and get to know him and be had that comfort zone right and sex i already is better oh, when you do it more you know sex is better when you do it more that type of thing right so <laughs> i i exactly if you're doing the one night stand there's too much gap in between 
Too Sorry, awkward, that's too exactly much effort. Right. <laughs> too much effort. A whole lot that. of questions after that, yeah. Exactly. So I was just like, I always had some girl in my life, usually, yeah? But they just weren't, I just knew they weren't the one. And right. I kind of did that period in my party days. I'm like, all right, I just want to find my wife. I want to be in love, yeah? Um, and I remember I used to have, like, I had the exact idea of the woman that I wanted. Everything, yeah? I used to have, you know Mandy Moore? Remember Mandy Moore? Yeah. <laughs> I used to have Mandy Moore photos all over my bedroom. And I liked kind of the nerd, yeah? I liked the nerdy girl. I like because I was a bit of a rule breaker and I liked the nerdy girl. Um, loved brunettes, yeah, and the green eyes, like similar traits to my mum. Like I knew exactly the type of girl. And I like, I even pictured that, hey, I'm going to meet her. I'm going to walk down the street. It's not going to be in a club. We're not going to be drunk or anything. It's going to be like, we're going to be yeah. walking down the street, just glance at each other, and I'm going to go up to her and just start talking to her. Like I literally had everything planned out. And I'm sitting there going, why isn't it happening? 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 Fuck, I want to be in love. Fuck, I want to be in love. I know exactly what I want. And guess when, what actually happened? I went away and I went away on a, uh, a, a boys trip with my mates to Europe. We did the Europe uh-huh. thing. We're from Australia. And we said, huge trip, two months, big bucks. Yeah, I think we had like 40K spending money. So we lived like kings, right? Nice. And I said to the guys, I said, guys, this is my last trip. I'm done after this. I'm done. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to be a whore on this trip, an absolute <laughs> whore. I'm going to get everything out of my system. And then when I finish this, this trip, I'm seriously done. I'm, I'm fine to my wife. I'm settling down. And guess what? Guess who I bumped you into? You met her on the trip? I met my wife on the trip when I didn't want to meet her. When I didn't want to meet her, when I was like, no, nah, I'm not even thinking about my wife right now. And that there, I, that, that when people talk about the attachment thing, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what happened to me. I was doing all the other steps, but I was so fucking attached. Now I'm curious to like, yeah. it's in theory, easy stuff in practice, not so fucking easy to detach. Have you got like any suggestions on someone where it's like, okay, I want all the stuff, I'm feeling the feelings, I'm acting as the person, but, you know, I do know that if I'm being honest, honest with myself, I'm, I know that I'm attached to this shit. How do I let it go? Like, have you got yeah. any advice on how we can detach from the things that we want and the life that we want? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it comes down to your to working on your thoughts, right? That's, like, why what I, I do with the manifest mindset because it just mm. your thought life is going to determine what you create and it's how happy you are now that also determines the quality of the creations that you have right so it's like yeah. if you like for it's when you are placing so much attachment on a specific outcome that is an indication that you are not in alignment so what is it? What beliefs are getting crossed there? What wires are crossed, right? Mm. Where you are tying getting this or not getting this to your self-worth or to your self-image or, you know, to have specific meaning, right? So every time that our brain is constantly interpreting, like, that hundreds of thousands of bits of data. They say that we watch 17 movies. Essentially, it's like t- we're taking in 17 movies of data a day. 
every single day into our brain by all the stimuli that's coming at us. And so it's about how you are interpreting your experience of are you getting the thing that you want, the goal, the dream, the partner, the money, whatever it is. And so if you are, it's once again, it's telling yourself that you're not getting it, then you're you're going to feel negatively about it and that might even increase your attachment to it. It's like a lot of times people are tying their self worth to this goal that they set but it's Mm -hmm. it could be as simple for some people as saying i love myself whether i hit this goal or not right Mm -hmm. it could be that simple Mm -hmm. for me one thing that really helps me and this is something i learned from james wedmore so let me credit him is that Mm. we either get what we want or we get the lesson that we need So I'm seeing life as a win game, as a win-win game. There's no fucking losing. So if I know that I'm going to do a new launch and I can't lose because I'm either going to enroll the 20 people that I want or get the new data, the lesson, what I need to do it next time, then it's okay. Mm. I don't have to be like gripping onto this goal. Like I either hit this 20 person (laughs) launch or I'm dying or I don't, I'm not worthy or like, you know, I don't have to make it mean something about me because I know that what I am doing is valuable no matter what. Yeah, It's like it's yeah. very anxious to be living in this attached place. So that really that it's what we're talking about is molding and massaging your thoughts here. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. giving you different ways to think about the goal so that you can step back and remove a little of this pressure. Because one thing that I have learned in over 10 years of being an entrepreneur is that the more I pressure myself, the worse my results are. Okay. Mm, I think Would that you happens agree, to Luke? so many people. Hell yeah. Right. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it straight up. I always do. So yeah. another thing that, that I also use, and this is in my own mindset tuner, what I teach in my program every morning. So I'm putting this, I'm reprogramming my subconscious with this thought every day is that attachment is a choice. So some people, all they're going to need is that simple awareness. Ooh, I went over, I crossed the border. I'm, I set this goal and I've become too attached to it, right? I'm assigning all this meaning to it. So attachment is a choice when you step back and you realize that you're doing this. And so if it's a choice, that means you can choose something else. Well, What is something that every single person listening to this podcast would rather have other than the goal in the grand scheme of things, right? Also, once again, you can zoom out and see the bigger picture, right? Right. There's more to your life than just this one goal too, right? Whether it's in business or love or whatever. Um, Mm. So the question is, what would you rather have other than this one goal? Okay. So I'll give the example of dating is relevant yep. for me, right? Because I'm not married. Um, so yep. it's like, if I'm ever attached to someone that I've been dating and the conversation falls off and we don't get together and I don't like have clarity on like where this is coming from or whatever, I think to myself, would I rather give that person my power or would I rather keep my energy in a higher vibration and just go back out there? There's a million mm. fish in the sea. So why am I going to be 
Right? But I mean, honestly, there is. Like, there are so many people. Why are you so attached to the one person? Like, there are so (laughs) many people that can meet what you're looking for. Even if she's got to be, you know, Mandy Moore with brown hair and green eyes, there are still millions of them statistically. Right? (laughs) So so I'm just saying, it's like, it's being real with yourself. Like, just recognizing the fucking mind drama that we all have, whether you're male or female, doesn't matter. We all do this where it's like, we are placing it's like it's black or white thinking and if you have a pattern of being too attached to things then you are doing one of these things you are making it mean something about you or Mm -hmm. you are not seeing the bigger picture like you are doing one of these things that i'm stating am i helping right now luke yeah absolutely absolutely i'm i'm just like when you're kind of saying all that um yeah i i think uh, for a lot of people, it's like, and if we're coming back to the, oh, I want to make money type thing and they get so attached to a certain amount of money they want to make each month and maybe they've got a launch coming up and they're like, oh, I've got to make this thing launch. got to make, make this launch work. I think what's going on with the attachment is that this, they're, what they're thinking and believing is that my life and future is dependent on this launch. It's a make or break. And if that's right. what you're thinking, then you're fucked. Yeah. As opposed to what you said before, um, what was the James Webmore thing? You're either you're either get what you want getting get you're, you're either getting the result you want, <laughs> or you're going to yes. get the lesson you need to get it in the future. So, <laughs> yeah, like either way, it. you can't fucking lose. It's yeah. all good, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's it. And it's like you know, think about all the crap and the things that have gone wrong. And this is what we do: we worry. We're like, oh, worry, 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 worry. Think about. Where you are right now, all the shit that's happened, yep. you're still alive. And then well, yeah. how many times we're like, oh my gosh, freaking out about launch. And let's say you have your launch and your launch sucks. Right. And then who, you, you, or you're like, oh my God, I'm going to end up on the street or my business is going to close, whatever. And six months after that, you're still alive. We as humans, we just get through it. We you know one of the lessons my dad taught me, which is a great lesson, is that Stop fucking worrying about life. Things will always work out. Now, funny right. because he's fucking dead. <laughs> so, hey. Hey, it worked out, work out for you. Him. Work it's out for you, motherfucker. Yeah. But um, it's so true. Like, my dad just wasn't. My mum's a warrior. My dad's uh-huh. not a warrior. And I just look at the two in regards to how much freedom my dad got from life and yes he died at 71 but fuck he lived a free fucking life because he just didn't worry about even (laughs) funny as so he had died from brain cancer and very aggressive brain cancer that very few people survived and he was it was funny funny as shit because he was convinced that he was going to get through it and i even knew that he because i lost a mate to the same type of brain cancer but he went through it like that, oh, oh, good, I got this, no props. And purely wow. because of that belief, he lasted way longer. And he was so unhealthy, yeah, Nicole. He was overweight. He ate shit, didn't drink water. The person that should have lasted three months, yeah, and he lasted a couple of years, where most people only last six to 12 months with this, right? Um, and I know it was because of he was like, I've got this, motherfucker. His belief... Yeah. Lace got him uh, uh, extra life. So him not worrying, it's all going to work out. I could just see the difference between my mum and my dad. Mum's been in this always worried, anxious life. Dad's this free life. And fuck, whether you die at 71 or 31 or 101, 
how good does it feel with the freedom of not worrying about shit? Some things are going to work out the way you want it. Others aren't, but ultimately it's all going to be good. You're either going to get what you want or you're going to get a lesson. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date because we release a new podcast every single week. And if you're getting value out of this, then share it. Share it with the world. Share it with someone that you know that would also benefit from it. And hey, tag us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page and we'll give you a shout out for the support. Thank you so much. Let's get back into this. Oh, boom. Love it. Nicole, thank you so much for your wisdom that you've shared, your energy. Um, I've felt a really awesome connection with you. I love this podcast. Oh, me too. Um, anyone listen to this and wants to check you out, um, where can they find you? Where's the best place? Yeah. <clears throat> well, if you are interested in dating me, you can submit your resume at... No, <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. I'm just assuming Message that Nicole. guys listen to your podcast because it was when I had one, it was mostly women. <laughs> um, so, no, I'm just using my Instagram is Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Rose, um, R-O-S-E, and then Stillings, which is just S-T-I-L-L-I-N-G-S. Um, I do answer my DMs. Uh, that's yeah. the one thing my VA is not helping with because I enjoy it. So if you do write mm. me, I will write you back. Um, yep. And my website is just www.nicolerosestillings. Easy. Um, go give Nicole a follow and go send her a DM. What's the biggest takeaway that you got from this? Please let her know. She wants to hear oh, from you. That would make my day. I would Hell love yeah. To I love breakthroughs are what I live for. So come at me with it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Ooh. Hey there, I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, I would really appreciate if you could leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to this on right now. You see, your help and support allows us to spread this podcast across the world. And we can't do it without you. Apart from that, make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page.